0: Welcome to Finding Freedom with Inspire Wellness. I'm Gemma, a body image and food freedom coach, anti diet advocate, and your ultimate hype girl. I'm here to empower you with inspiration, education, and motivation so that you can start living as your happiest and healthiest self, whatever that means to you. I spent years struggling with food, my body, and my mental health until I finally found freedom. Now I'm on a mission to make sure that nobody goes through what I did and to burn diet culture to the ground while I'm at it. I'm obsessed with helping women to ditch the diets, love their bodies, feel confident AF, create sustainable habits, improve their mindset and become their next level selves. So what are we waiting for? Let's do this. Hello everyone. Welcome back. Can you tell I've had two coffees today? I need to calm my farm. Today, let's dive straight into it. Today, I want to talk about the best way to become happy in your body, because I feel like everyone's doing it wrong. Everyone is going around doing the wrong things because, and it's fair enough, because that's what marketing tells us. That's what society tells us. We're being told we have to do all of these different things to be happy in our bodies. To We need to be skinny, be toned, have a big booty, clear skin, long, thick hair. We need to age backwards, have no wrinkles, have abs, but don't be too muscly. Wear this outfit, follow this meal plan, write in this gratitude journal, drink these shakes, do CrossFit, eat less than 1600 calories per day, blah, 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 blah. We're told that these are the things like constantly you're seeing it in ads, constantly you're seeing it on Instagram that if you do this, you'll be happy in your body this is the secret. This is the key. All of those kind of things. And I'd hazard a guess that a lot of this stuff is things you've tried before. Cause so did I, so did I, I tried all those. Well, I didn't try CrossFit. CrossFit scares me a little bit, but all those other things pretty much did all of those things or tried to do all of those things. But here's the thing. None of those things will last long-term. None of them. If you find happiness in your body because of The external, because you've changed something on the outside, it's going to be fleeting. Your body will always, 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 always change. That is a fact of life, always. That's a hands down true evidence statistic that it's always going to change. Therefore, those changing the external is only going to last for a short amount of time. If we sum up all of those things, it's getting our dream body. It's getting the body that we think we should have. And for a lot of people it's resulted to weight loss. Like for a lot of us, for a lot of people listening to this, we probably think we need to lose weight for us to become happy in our bodies. But I've given this statistic before 95% of people who lose weight will gain it back in two years and 99% will gain it back in five years. And yet We're all chasing this dream body, which generally involves weight loss or, you know, staying under a certain weight shape or size. And we think that is the thing that's going to make us happy in our bodies. That's it. Once we get that, we'll be happy and that'll be great. And it's not true. That's not the thing. So last week I spoke about how I made a mistake in my own journey to becoming an intuitive eater and having a healthy relationship with food. And that was that I just focused on food. Without working on my relationship with my body at the same time. And that led to me taking 8 billion steps backwards on my journey and it stretching out for way, way, way longer than it needed to because I was still playing into my negative body beliefs and just assuming that, like, once I sorted of my issues with food out, the body stuff would just naturally happen. But that's not how it works. That is not how it works. So, letting you in on the secret the big big secret when it comes to the best way to become happy in your body and that's to work on your relationship with food your body and your mindset all at once not in order not in some linear like food tick body tick mindset tick now we're done type of style not like that it is (laughs) it needs to be all at once. Because if you just focus on one of these things at a time, or even just one of these things full stop, the others are going to fall down and they're going to drag you back to where you started kicking and screaming, take it from someone who did exactly that (laughs) over and over and over and over and over again. So this is why I get really annoyed at those programs that work on just one of those things, food, body or mindset. And they act like it's the overall solution to everything. And that's the best way to become happy in your body. They, they tell you that if you just focus on food and like follow this meal plan and something like that, that's going to lead to you loving your body. Or if you just focus on your relationship with your body and say, I know foods for someone else to handle thinking that's going to do it Or like the people who just focus on mindset without truly understanding how food and body interrelate, like hello, my old psychologist, many psychologists, it doesn't work. None of those things is going to be the solution because you're missing vital parts. Like it's so obvious to me how you can't work on one without the others. You have to dive deep into all three to actually change the fabric of yourself. Otherwise, you're just going to revert back to who you were before. If you just focus on one or two, it will not work. You need to do all three food, body mindset at the same time, all at once. So I actually learned this myself You know, obviously in my own journey, but even in my business, and this isn't something I've really spoken about before, but you guys might know if you listen to the podcast that I have a program called the confidence code. It is my baby. So (laughs) the first iteration of the confidence code was a bit different to the one it is now. Now we focus on food, body and mindset all in one. It is that like go to woe transformation, everything in one step-by-step gives you exactly what you need. But the first version of the confidence code was just focused around body. we well, focused focus around body and mindset because mindset, I know I've always known is the piece, the piece that we need, the bit that ties it together. But the first version of the confidence code was just focused around body, focused around confidence, focused around mindset. We didn't touch food at all. Obviously, you know, I mentioned it, absolutely talked about it a little bit, but I didn't give the solution to having a great relationship with food because I thought, oh no, I should do it separately. And like, what if people want to work on body and stuff, but you know, they've already nailed food. They're already good. I I shouldn't try and do all of it at once. I'll just focus on the body. And it was a great program, hundred percent. And the women who went through it had some incredible, incredible transformations, incredible changes, and did develop so much body confidence. But what I learned from that program is that it needed food. It needed food. I had, Quite a few of them who finish the program say to me, "All right, I want to keep working with you one-on-one because now I will need to go in on food." Cuz even though they were doing so well in their bodies, if they were still struggling with food in any capacity because I hadn't helped them with that, that body stuff, it's like we were almost to the end, but not solely to the end, not completely to the end where that's it, they're sorted forever. And that's what I want. I don't want my work, like any work that I do with my clients I want it to be like, that's it. They have everything they need. They don't need to work with anyone, me or anyone else anymore because they've got all the tools. They can do it all themselves. So that was a really big lesson. I really had to, I mean, I really had to overcome my own limiting beliefs about like, how, you know, am I able, like, should I be the one to teach everything in all in one thing? Can I actually take on that whole transformation And put that in one program. And the answer was, fuck yeah, I can. Absolutely I can. And now I've created what I consider the greatest program out there on this stuff. Because I've done a lot of market research. And it covers everything. It covers everything you need. And I worked out that that is what people need. And sure, there are some people who think, oh no, I'm doing well with the food stuff. But a lot of the time, I think once you actually start diving into the body stuff, once you start diving into the mindset stuff, maybe there's still some stuff going on. Maybe there's still more that needs to be done if you're going to create that change forever. So that's why now I teach the freedom formula, which combines food, body, and mindset for an all-inclusive approach that dives deep into your food and body relationship to create the change that actually lasts. Because otherwise it's not sustainable. It's not going to last forever if you haven't gone in on all of those things, which is why yes, now I do it all in one. And it works the best. It creates the fastest, the easiest, the simplest change. So in this episode, I want to run you through five prompts for you to reflect on. If you want to put this into action and you want to start feeling happy in your body, because don't we all who doesn't want to do that. So let's dive in. Let's go through the prompts. So the first one is, I want you to ask yourself, when I, when was I happiest in my body? and like, what did that look like? And then part one B is, am I giving myself the full picture here? So reflect back, think back to a time that you were happy in your body. And some of you might listen to this and go, uh, Gemma, I don't know. I never was. I've never been happy. And you know what? If that's you, A, I'm sending you a big hug and B, that's okay. That's totally normal for you. Maybe reflect on what that could look like, or the, when you were the, like the closest to happy that you were. But for those of you who have had a time that you were happy in your body, reflect back. When was that? What did it look like? Like, what were you doing then that you can bring in now? Because we want to take some action from this. So what were you doing then that you can bring in now? And a lot of the time, and I ask this question all the time to clients or potential clients. And I say, you know, describe it to me. Tell me about what that was like. And for a lot of people, it's like, oh, well, when I was X number of kilos or X size, and you know, that's their goal list to get back to that. I say, well, what were you doing? And it might be you, you know, they were exercising consistently. It might be that they were eating foods that, you know, nourish their body. They might have been feeling confident. They might have been feeling good in their body. But I also think, and I think it's really important to dig a bit deeper here, because for a lot of people, we look back on those kind of times with rose-colored glasses. So we might say, you know, I was confident in my body, I was comfortable with myself, I was wearing clothes, you know, that I liked that I could fit into my old clothes. And that was really good. And it's like, okay, well, what were you eating back then? And they might go, oh, you know, well, yeah, I was, I was sticking to a meal plan and things like that. And it's like, okay, well, how did you feel about that? Were you happy with the food that you were eating? Did you feel nourished? Did you feel good? Did you feel like you had energy? Did you feel like it was sustainable for the rest of your life? And a lot of the time the answer is no. A lot of the time it's Oh no, I was doing this meal plan and, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't great, but you know, I I managed to stick to it. But then I started binging. Then I started emotional eating because I was restricting and it wasn't fun and it wasn't good. And I was missing out on social occasions. And I was just feeling that pressure to maintain the weight that I was at. I know I can absolutely relate to that myself. I looked back at times that I was smaller and thought, oh yeah, life was way better then. And it's like, I just forgot all the shitty parts of it all the parts that weren't good. So I want you to really be critical with yourself here because part of this question is kind of calling yourself out on your BS a little bit because a lot of us probably do daydream back to this time in our life when we thought everything was great and we look at it thinking it was wonderful and we want to get back there, but we don't pay attention to all the bad parts. So I really want you to look back at that, call yourself out. Are you giving yourself the full picture? And if it was good, like if there were good parts to it, how can you take that? And you can apply that to your life now. So if it was, you know, Oh, well, I was going for walks every day. That was a little part of it. Cool. Do you want to do that now? Can you bring that in now? Would that make you feel good now? Was it that you were cooking at home more rather than getting takeaway lunch every day at work? Cool. Can you bring that in? Can you bring in some more home cooked meals? Hey friends, just dropping into this episode to tell you about my amazing new resource that you can snap up for free today. It's everything you need for a perfect morning routine to stop those meltdowns in front of the mirror and start feeling confident, whatever you're wearing. All you need is five minutes in the morning while you're getting ready and you can start your day feeling confident AF. Head to the link in the show notes to grab it now completely for free. The next prompt for you is How are your food and body relationships currently affecting each other? I am yet to meet a person who has like a 10 out of 10 relationship with one of these things and a zero out of 10 relationship with the other. They're so intertwined. They're so connected. And this is to different extents for different people. Some people might really have one rely on the other and others might be, you know, it's there, they do affect each other, but you can also separate them a bit. So some questions for you kind of as part of this prompt is, Is what you eat dependent on what you look like? Are you one of those people who maybe looks in the mirror or weighs themselves or something like that? And is like, oh no, okay. I'm not liking this. So today I'm going to eat less or today I'm only going to eat green things. (laughs) Like does it start affecting your eating habits that way? And you know, when you feel shit about your body, do your eating habits change? Do they, and this could be, you know, going either way here. It could be that you become more restrictive because you're trying to change your body Or you might go the other way and you're like, well, screw this, screw everything. I'm going to eat emotionally. I'm going to go and binge because I hate my body anyway. So what's the point? And then kind of the flip side of that, I guess, do you feel worse about your body because of your eating habits? Do your eating habits influence your body that way? This is the stuff that I want you to start getting really clear on how that food and body relationship looks to you so that you can start seeing where the problem areas are and what cycles that you're currently in. Because if we can't see these cycles, we can't see these problem areas, we can't change them. We can't break them. So I need you to start getting super, super, super clear on how things look right now, how those things relate to each other. And it's going to be different for everyone so that you can start taking action. The third prompt is what beliefs do I hold about bodies and food? And this is the mindset piece. This is where mindset comes in hard and it is game changing when you understand this, when you can work through this process. So The beliefs that you hold about bodies and food, think about like everything you think is true about bodies, everything you think about that is true about food. So that might be donuts are unhealthy. For example, let's use one there. It might be that being in a larger body is more unhealthy than being in a smaller body. So list every single thing that you can think of and understand that nothing is fact. None of these things are a hundred percent true all of the time. Everything that we believe is part of our conditioning Could be from society, could be from the media, could be from our parents, all of this kind of stuff. And you're like, yeah, but it is true. It's true for you at the moment. Absolutely. You believe this. It's true for you, but it doesn't mean that it's true all of the time. It doesn't mean that it's true for everything else. And a lot of the time, a lot of these things are blanket statements. They're assumptions. They're generalizations. Like being in a larger body is unhealthier than being in a smaller body. Not true. How many times have you known someone who is naturally slim and eats McDonald's every day or eats, you know, what you would call like a junk food diet. I don't like the word junk food, but you know, eats a lot of junk food, for example. And then someone in a larger body who eats, you know, fruit and vegetables every day, who doesn't eat takeaway. You cannot make that generalization. That's a belief that a lot of us, that a lot of people have, so many people have, but it is not true all of the time. Same with donuts being unhealthy. If you eat a donut, you're not instantly going to become more unhealthy. If you only eat donuts all of the time, absolutely. You're going to be unhealthy. Same if you ate broccoli and broccoli is what would be considered like one of the healthiest foods on the planet. So understanding that all of these beliefs are just beliefs. They're not facts is the first step there. And this is where you you need to start diving in and doing some work on these beliefs and unlearning these beliefs and creating new beliefs. But That is a whole process that we will not be going into today. That's a massive part of the confidence code, but we will not be going into that today because we will be here all day. Now, our next prompt is which parts of my identity are influencing how I feel about my body? First of all, let me tell you why identity is so important to reflect on here. Identity is just one piece of the mindset puzzle, albeit a big piece when it comes to your relationship with your body. So your identity is like your set point. It's your baseline. It's where you naturally sit. It's where you as a person want to come back to. Even if you think you want to be somewhere else and you're like trying with every fiber of your being to get there. If it's not a part of your identity, you're not going to be able to. So like most people go straight to changing their environment or changing their behaviors, like joining a gym to try and lose weight or going on a diet to change their body but that doesn't change you at an identity level. That's just all on the surface. So after a while you get pulled back to where you were before to your set point, and maybe it even overcorrects and make it, you know, a little bit harder or a little bit worse. So if you've still got the same identity, then you're always going to be the same person and then get the same results. So for example, if we're talking, you know, being happy in your body, Which parts of your identity are influencing how you feel about your body? If you've got the identity of someone who always self-sabotages, you're going to keep sabotaging yourself. You're going to keep getting in your own way so that you're not feeling happy about your body, so that you don't feel happy about your body. Maybe that's self-sabotaging with your eating habits, which then, as we talked about back in that other point, eating and body totally linked. Maybe you've got the identity of a lazy person, so you don't move. You don't exercise, you don't go to the gym or do whatever kind of movement feels good for you. And therefore that's influencing how you feel about your body. Maybe you've got the identity of someone who is not confident. If you keep playing into not being confident and saying, I'm just not a confident person, I'm just not a confident person, then you're not going to be happy in your body because a happy, a person who is happy in their body feels at least somewhat confident. That's not a, not a non-confident person. Or maybe your identity is as simple as the person who struggles with her body. Oh, that was one of mine. Absolutely. I had that as such a big part of my identity because I felt like I had so much evidence towards it. I was like, yeah, but I've struggled with it for, you know, 16 years. It's who I am. I'm the person who struggles with their body. And I kept playing into that. I kept struggling with my body because my brain was like, cool. Okay, Gemma, that's your identity. That's your set point. Let's come back to that. Every time you start feeling good about it. Hmm. <laughs> no, no, we're getting pulled back. We're going to start struggling. Also with binge eating, I had the identity that I was a binge eater. So that made it really freaking hard for me to stop binge eating because I said, Oh, I'm someone who binges. I'm a binge eater. I have binge eating disorder. I kept playing into it because that's what I kept telling myself, learning to de-identify with this being a binge eater was huge for me. That was one of the biggest, biggest parts for me to stop binging. So Which parts of your identity are influencing how you feel about your body? And the final prompt is looking forward. How do you want to feel in your body? Like, what do you actually want from it? I want you to ask yourself what you want and also why. Why do you want this thing that you want? Because a lot of the time we're just looking at the surface. So we're looking at this surface level thing and thinking, yep, that's the goal. That's what I want. Cool. Beautiful. Let's do that. But I need you to get deeper need to go deep i'm all about going deep so to do that ask yourself why multiple times until you can't do it anymore until there's nowhere else to go and then the answer that you've got at the end the goal that you've got at the end work on that work on that thing directly so let's say you think oh i want to get to 70 kilos that's how i want it you know that's what i want from my body why because you want to fit into a size 12 why because then you'll be able to wear shorts or fitted tops Why? Because you'll be confident. So confidence, that's the focus. That's the thing you need to start working on. And to do that, to work on that, get clear on what actually gives you that thing that you're seeking. And that's not like, for example, in this, it's not weight loss. It's not being 70 kilos. It's not the thing that gives you confidence. So how can you work on confidence directly? Or let's give another example. Like maybe you want to feel fit in your body so that you can run after your kids and be the mum who can play with them and chase them in the backyard. So work on that. That's the thing to work on. Work on your fitness, work on moving your body and start doing the actions that directly impact that. Too often we go, well, I want to be 70 kilos because when I'm 70 kilos, I'll be able to run after my kids and I'll be able to chase them. No, that's not the thing that does it. Working on weight loss is like this external side thing that won't necessarily result in that. Work on the things that directly impact that. Work on moving your body. Work on maybe walking. If you can't run in the backyard yet, walk in the backyard. Start working on things that actually create change for that. So those are my five prompts. They're a little bit random, but I feel like they're five things that can really help you Work on being happy in your body. So go away, reflect, you know, maybe you want to journal on these prompts. Maybe you're not a journaler. Maybe you just want to go for a walk and ponder. Whatever works for you. But my biggest takeaway for you is work on body, food, and mindset all at once. Don't neglect any of them because if you're missing a piece of the puzzle, you won't be able to have sustainable results and happiness in your body. You need to be doing all of them. And if you can relate to this episode at all, there is something coming next week I will be announcing on Instagram, but it'll also end up going up on the podcast, but definitely Instagram first place to get in. Make sure you're following me there. Inspire underscore underscore wellness and make sure you've got post notifications turned on so you do not miss out. Oh, I'm so excited. I will see you then.